Hello and welcome back to the Casual Footy Fans podcast with me, the Casual Stoke City fan for episode 13. And as ever, I'm joined by my co-host, the Casual City fan. And today, we will be giving some predictions, which we are obviously amazing at, as you've realised, on Euro 2020. We are back, we're pleased to be back after a couple of couple of weeks off, after the end of a busy league season, we both had a bit of a break but we are back for the Euros and I tell you what I am so excited for this tournament so first off we're going to start with our as you said in the intro magical magical predictions but we are actually on a bit of form because we did between us predict about three correct results in the last two game weeks so you know I got a good feeling we got the form um so moving straight on to those predictions I'm gonna start with the biggie who are you predicting as the winners of this tournament so I'm going for quite quite an interesting pick. Well, I think it's not it's not it's not your Portugal, it's not your, it's not your big one, and it's Italy. Italy obviously they didn't make the World Cup last time, but I feel like they have such a balanced team at the moment. They've got a new manager. Is uh, Manchi, uh, is it Pellegrini? No, Mancini. He's been playing brilliant football with them. Their squad is so balanced. They've got good defense, good attack. There's no, there's no, there's no outright best player. They're all really good and the same quality, and they're also on an insane run of form. So their current run of form, just in uh, international level, they've won 27 games on the bounce, haven't lost 27 games, and I think that's such a boost. There's just momentum. They can go into the competition and they can just win games because obviously, when you have a record like that, there's obviously pressure for you to keep it. But for 27 games, I think they will keep, it and I think they'll carry on and do really well and they will win the tournament this season and also I think they've got a massive home advantage as well so I think the clubs not the clubs the countries who play at their home stadium for especially for the groups they they have such a boost because they get to play their own fans in their own stadium Italy I saw a stat the other day when playing in Rome which is where three of their group stages are being played they haven't lost since like 1957 I think they lost 2-1 so long ago. And that's why I think Italy will come out on top, which is a surprising one, but I, I really do think Italy will do well. No, it's an interesting pick, and I think I've seen some of the same stats about you around that. But my only question is, if they're a 27-game unbeaten run, didn't how did they not qualify for the um, World Cup? Because you don't play that many international games in a year, do you? Does it stretch back it's since then? Camp. Yeah, I think they are. It is counted in friendlies because you do play obviously friendlies. Oh, okay. Because I think you think about it, they Euro that was three years ago, their World Cup. Because obviously, we're not in 2020, we're in 2021 because it's been pushed back a year. And it's very plausible that they've played well, they have to play on eight games, eight games a year. And I think they have so, yeah. Like they will, they will do well. They have a young and experienced squad, very balanced, as I said. They've got, and they're not, they're quite a defensive team, Italy, but they've also got an insane attack, really bright players, and players who are in brilliant form to their clubs. One example is Immobile, Immobile, Mobile. He's for Lazio. He scores so many goals for Lazio. I think he'll he'll be really good this season. And so, what about you? What is uh, who are yours top dogs this? tournament well after that interesting and 
as I say, plausible choice. Uh, I feel a bit basic for mine. Um, so I have gone with Portugal um, because, to be honest, I have looked m- mainly the big, the big teams. And I think that Portugal, well, obviously I think they're going to win. But the reason I picked them over, say, France or Germany, um, although I think we both have the same not so positive opinion on Germany, um, is because I think they're just a stable team. Um, France, they've, they've had some changes, not loads of changes, but um, th- there's a little bit of change of thought with Benzema coming in and that changes the team dynamic. A player who hasn't been in that team for so long after the incidents that what happened there. And then with Germany, I don't think, I never think that, um, or for context, this is going to be Joachim Lowe, the German national team manager's last tournament and last games for Germany. And I don't always feel that is conducive to producing a good result because you kind of feel like you're on the run down. Um, so I, that's why I didn't pick either of those because I felt they were a team in change, whereas Portugal are a stable team. They're coming back off the back of success five years ago at the previous Euros. Because um, as you say, it's actually not happening in 2020, Euro 2020. Um, and also, of course, they have a brilliant squad. Um, they've got great attackers. They've got strong defenders. Midfield, amazing as well. The only slight uh, desirable thing maybe you'd look at, the only thing that Portugal may desire, which they're not going to get, is a good goal, a better goalkeeper, pardon me, because Rui Patricio, he, he's obviously, he's a high level, he, he's a world-class level, arguably, or really performing at a high level, but he's not a you know, global star goalkeeper. But apart from that, I think they've got an excellent squad. And as I say, they've got stability. That means I think they can go all the way. See, that is, Portugal are very, I think they're, I think they might be the favourites, them and France and England. for some, Because obviously their squad is so strong. You see the players, their team, you've got Ronaldo, you've got Bernardo Silva, Bernardo, not, uh, Bruno Fernandes, you've got uh, Diego Jota, Silva, uh, Neat Felix, these are all people up front, and then the defense as well. You've got Jao Cancelo, you've got Guerrero, you've got Pepe. Is Pepe still playing? You got yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you've got so many, so much quality in that team. But my, I think one of the issues, I, I can't pick Portugal because I just can't see them winning the Euros twice in the bounce. I don't know, it's like a gut feeling that they won't do it, that they can't win again because obviously it is very difficult to win the Euros. It is a massive tournament. There's obviously other teams, and I just can't see them winning it again. And also, the Portugal have a lot of um, big name players in this team. I feel like, and that could work against them. Obviously, every player wants to be the star player. They might not gel as a team because they there has been some new faces in the team since their first Euro triumph. Actually, I think the team has changed quite a lot. They've got new defenders in. You've got younger players, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's also, it could mess up the team a bit. It's, I don't know if the team will gel. I don't know if they have gelled. I don't think their form is amazing. Obviously, they, they did beat Bulgaria 4-0, which is quite a good result and a friendly. But I don't feel like their form is insane and is really good coming off of as a team. That's my my concerns with, with Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, it's fair. And I say that they're a stable team, but it's absolutely true that they have so many new players since that triumph in 2016. I don't think if they are to score the winning goal, I don't think it'll be Edna. It may be 
Jao Felix or as you say, so many new players like Diaz, like Felix, um, who else? Jota, Andre Silva. And I actually, uh, just to touch on it, I actually put Andre Silva in my uh, fantasy team because he had such a great season in the Bundesliga that I thought... But it's quite interesting. The only, the only kind of, in, the only maybe quite questionable thing is will he actually play for Portugal? Will he start? Because they have, obviously, they have so much talent going forward. In that position, will he actually damage game time? Will he start games? That, yeah, he'll bang, he'll bang the goals. He'll, he'll be a super sub. He'll be the super sub of the tournament. And... One thing to touch about Portugal is I obviously the World Cup is three years ago. They did go out to um, Uruguay in the World Cup, and they didn't look brilliant in the World Cup. To be honest, they I think they had a couple of shaky games. They in the group stages. I'm not saying they had an easy group, but they did play. Iran and who's the other one? Well, just on the group stage quickly, and I know that Portugal are in what has been dubbed as the group of death with France, Germany, and Hungary as well. Um, I think the death was mainly referring to France and Germany. No disrespect to Hungary because I wish them all the best. I'd love to see an underdog story. Um, but I believe in the previous years that they won, they actually didn't win a game in their group stage. I think I saw. Um, no, they didn't win until the semi-finals. Actually, quite interesting. But they beat so, Wales too. Yeah, so they they can they can grind it out. And I don't know. We they are the favourite. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a boring choice. But I hope that boring is effective. It's a wise choice. Yeah. So do you think you're ready to we're ready to move on to our next uh, yeah. glitter ball? No, what is it? Um, crystal ball. So early exit. On the other end, who do you think is going to spiral out with heads in hands? Well, I've gone, I've gone for one of the teams in that group. I was looking at the team and I think, surely it's going to be one of one of your France, Portugal, Germany. And I have gone for Germany. And I will say this: I was much more confident saying this a couple of days ago because recently they did beat Latvia seven-one, which is doesn't look great for um, your predictions. But I just feel like Germany are. They just never get the results. They're so, they just so, they underperform so much at international level. They have so much quality in the team. The team is probably second, third best on paper. The team is mad, crazy talent, young, experienced, brilliant. But they just, they're so, they're quite bad. They always underachieve. Obviously, in the World Cup, they had a disaster of a time. They went out on the group stage. And theory, the same thing will happen this season. I, I think they won't beat they won't be France. I feel like France are very strong. Germany are not. I feel like Germany will crumble once again. I don't think they'll beat Portugal. And I'm even doubting if they'll get a win against Hungary because they're just they're not they're not brilliant as a team. Obviously they've had they have some players um who are had who've had brilliant seasons. Gundwan had a brilliant season, Havertz has had a good end to season. He's on form. They have, do have these players, but I just don't think Germany can do it as a team. And I think they will be a very early exit. Round of 16, definitely, and even maybe the group stage. Well, I do agree with you uh, to an extent, but I actually have... I've been a bit cheeky. I've picked two teams here. I've gone for an early exit and an early, early exit. The early, early exit could be Spain because there is a doubt hanging over their team because there's been a bit of a COVID outbreak there. 
And even if that doesn't force them to pull out, even if they can still play, it's going to have had a massive effect on the team because, you know, they've not been able to train properly and it disrupted their preparation. They're in a group with Poland, Slovakia and Sweden, um, which are all, you know, they're, they're, they're good teams, decent teams there. So early, early exit is Spain because, as I say, COVID could really mess them up. But I do agree with you that Germany could could um, spiral out early, I think. I have them down, I reckon they'll finish third in that group. And I can see them, because third place can qualify, so I can see them, you know, heads in hands, not succeeding in a knockout for third between two third place um, teams kind of thing. Or is it points? Um, no, it's, well, yeah, in the, third, the four best, Teams in third that have like best points and goal difference go through. Okay, but I can that see them. I don't yeah. think Germany will because say they yeah. lose to Portugal, say they lose to France, they only get three maximum three points. And will they be angry? I don't even know. They're quite unorganized as a team. We saw that in the World Cup, and I feel like we'll see it again. And I was yeah. also like, interesting ones. I was actually looking at Group D, which is. I have look, been looking at the groups. They're actually a very interesting group. So you've got England, Croatia, Scotland, and Czech. And it seems like England should definitely go through. But I feel like Scotland, Scotland might be able to beat England. Croatia could beat England. And even Czech are, they're, they're not a bad team. They have good players and they're quite a balanced team. They could frustrate England. And honestly, I think that group will be very interesting. And I was, I was interested in putting either Croatia or England is a surprise early exit. Because I was thinking, I think Scotland are going to have a good campaign this season. Well, that segues quite nicely if you're ready to move on to overachievers, because it segues quite nicely for me. Overachievers? Yeah, if you're ready to move on to that. So who are your your overachievers? I've actually put uh, the Czech Republic as my overachievers. Um, They are in a difficult group because they are all good teams, but, you know, they could... Um, they could qualify in third place. But I think that they've got, as you say, a nice balanced team. They've got some standout players like Thomas Susak and um, Alex Kral. They're the, you know, the standout big-name players. But I have a, a... And Sufa as well, yeah. Is that what you said, sorry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's... Uh, I thought he was probably the best, best right-back in the league this season. Um, so they've got some brilliant big-name players, but you're right, I think they've got a nice balanced squad. And I can see them just, you know, nicking through, getting there um, and, you know, getting some good results because I believe in them. And I've just, as you said about um, about other teams, got a gut feeling. But overachievers, do your overachievers come from that group as well? My overachievers is actually quite interesting. They, do, they don't come from that group. And I haven't seen many people say this. I don't know about you, but I, I'm going for Denmark as my overachievers. I yeah. watched them a lot in the World Cup and they look like a brilliant team. And once again, they've got a really nice team going into the tournament. They've got a good goalkeeper, they've got good forwards, a very good midfield, and they're not placed in a difficult group. I think they can definitely beat Finland, definitely beat Russia. So I think they'll, they can easily, they should finish second. I don't think they'll beat Belgium. But then I'm pretty sure they can, they can get quite... If they finish second, I'm pretty sure they can get second place in Group A, which can be a favourable draw for them. It could be either Turkey, Wales or Switzerland. 
So then that pushes them to the quarterfinal. Could they then on the momentum go further? I've got a good feeling about Denmark. I feel like they were very unlucky to go out in the World Cup against the Croatia. They lost on penalties in the end after a brilliant performance from both sides. And I feel like they could go an extra step and go into the quarters this season, uh, this tournament. And do you have a good feeling for Denmark? I feel like the team is very nice, very nice, very good team. Yeah, and obviously they have some big name players as well. They've got um, Schmeichel, who's had a brilliant season. They've got Ericsson, who's refound his form. Um, other big name Dan- Danish players. Uh, uh, Paulson, he's playing very well for Argo Leipzig this season. Yeah, exactly. So they've got they've got these big names. I realised that we'd skipped over underachievers. So if you're ready to jump back to that. Yeah, my underachievers, I, I don't think you'll like this underachievers. But surprisingly, it comes from the same group. And the underachievers I'm going to put is Belgium. It's it's a ballsy decision because obviously Belgium are the highest ranked country uh, football team in the world at the moment. But I just feel like they, ne- they never do it in European competition. In, in, um, in competitions, in the World Cup and the Euros, in the last Euros, they got knocked out to Wales. That was really bad for Wales. They should have won that game. They also, obviously, got further in the uh, in the fire in the World yeah. Cup, but they still. But then against France, they didn't. They didn't look brilliant. And I think this time, because I believe, if I'm right, Belgium can get Italy in the round of sixteen, they, or they can get one of the the group the group of deaths. I don't think they can get a quite difficult, quite difficult um, round sixteen draw, and I just got I got a feeling that Belgium might struggle a bit. They have a very good team, but I feel like they just never seem to do it in European in competition. They just always seem to struggle, and I'm actually quite baffled where they got this number one rank in the world because they they never they never win competitions really. Obviously. They don't, they don't have the best form. Teams such as like France or Portugal or England, I think, are better than them currently. And I feel like that, I feel like Belgium might crash out in the round of 16 and will underachieve once again and not, not get to a final, not, not even win. That is um, an interesting choice. And I can see your, your reasoning, the, uh, how they got number one. It reminds me of when Everton were like three points off top four with three games to go. And we're like, how did this happen? Um, <laughs> but uh, the only thing I feel with, like the round of 16, it seems to me that all the good teams can get a hard draw. So that's why I didn't worry too much about difficulty of the round of 16 draw, because all the, all the good teams seem to have quite difficult paths. It, it's going to be hard for all of them because that's the nature of a round of 16 is that, and obviously, above that, you're going to get some hard, harder teams, supposedly. But I think that's not something I was worried about. My underachievers is, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's more interesting. My my, my uh, underachievers is more interesting. <laughs> um, so, but don't um, don't scream at me. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to say England because. The weight of expectation on England is always so great. And it's probably worth saying that we're actually not English ourselves. Uh, we are, in fact, Welsh, up to, up to Wales. Um, but the weight of expectation on England is enormous. 
because it, they are really, among many, expected or half expected to win, which I can't see them doing. Um, and they have a brilliant team, a really great team. But can Gareth Southgate extract the most out of that team? Will he play the best version of that team? And will he get a good result? I'm not sure they will. I think that they may, you know, progress to the quarters of quarters. They may quarters. Semis isn't really an underachievement. But I, I don't think they're going to live up to the weight of expectation of fans. Well, I, I actually don't I actually kind of agree with you because yeah, they have so much pressure because people keep on saying, I swear every tournament, people say, oh, this is the best English team we've had in a while. We're going to do well. And they never do. And they've also, I think, really, is that they could have an incredibly difficult um, run up. They could, the chances is that they could, if they win their group, which they should, I think, I think they should, they, they'll pray, pray, play the France, Germany, Portugal or Hungary. Then in the quarterfinals, there's a very good chance they'll be playing against Spain, if, if Spain top their group. And then they can play either Germany, Portugal or France again. So one of them three. And that's such a difficult run-up. And even in the round of 16, they could get knocked out by one of these big teams. And that's why I don't think that's a... I think that's quite a wise choice because I was looking at England... Right, so we're back after a couple of computer charge and Wi-Fi-based technical issues. And I think if we're ready, it's a good time for me to segue onto our shock result because it is connected with what we've just talked about. And it, my shock result prediction, well, are you ready for it, City fan? Yeah, give me. It's that Croatia will beat England on this first game week. I think, it, I think that it's going to be a blow to the hearts of England fans. So at Wembley, you think England will lose? Yeah, I think Croatia are gonna are gonna pull a blinder because, to be honest, I do not have a great deal of faith in Gareth Southgate, and I think that Croatia, Croatia are a great team. They were World Cup finalists, weren't they, last time out at the World Cup? Um, and they they still got brilliant players. They still have Modric. He's for going on. Mandzukic is a classy player. He hasn't had a good season. Uh, he's been injured a lot of the time. But I think that he's still he's still this imposing and scary player to play against. And I just have a I've got a feeling that that is what will happen. Um, I think two on to Croatia, they'll have a resolute, solid defence, and England will struggle to to convert. I mean, it, it does sound far fetched, and it may well come to bite me on the bum. Um, well, it's quite we'll interesting because I think. England fans are taking it to granted that they'll top that group, aren't they? And but the thing it, is, can we just say group two top, isn't it? it? It's not, but I think with England fans, it is always it's always tongue in cheek. Like you know, we always see them say, you know, it's coming home, it's coming home. And it, it's it's good fun, you know. I remember at the World Cup in 2018, it was great fun that they were when they were all singing that. Um, but I think that it's it's not all serious. Because they are aware of the history and the nothing is they haven't won that international trophy since 1966. They are aware of that and they're aware of the histories and it has at times been quite painful. So I think that some of the it's coming home is jokes, but it isn't all. And as you say, 
it's not totally safe to top that group. And that that is that is quite that is very interesting. I I don't think Croatia will beat England. I think England will top that group just because they have the the ride of the fans, the stadium, the home advantage. I feel like the players are quite up to it this this season. They seem very motivated. And I feel like they will have a, a good a, a good campaign. I don't think they'll win it, but I do think they'll have a good campaign. But my shock result is um I think it's more shocking than yours. Go on, so I'd be so my shock result is to do with Germany. And I'm gonna predict that Germany will drop points, maybe even lose to Hungary. <sighs> it's very ballsy, but I what I'm thinking is I just that's the team is very if they can lose to South Korea, they can easily lose to Hungary. Hungary aren't a bad team, they're not awful they're not a team they're not a pushover team i don't think for germany who aren't playing the best of football yes i will once again they did beat latvia 7-1 which put a bit of a spanner at work because I'm, I'm less confident now but i've just got a feeling it is on the final match day say they've lost their first two games already it doesn't look like they're going to get out of the group they got no motivation to go back and try and win this i feel like that is and I feel like, yes, I think they will drop points and maybe even lose to Hungary. Yeah, it, it's funny. I was just thinking then, I was like, goodness, I can't think of any Hungarian players. But I'm looking at their squad now and they do have some, they've got some top goalkeepers. They've got Peter Golatsky. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Willy Orban as well in defence. And they've got Dominic, oh, I'm so sorry, Sosbzlai in midfield. So they do have some... They do have some classy players. And, um, I mean, yeah, on the last game of the season, if there's not much hope left, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility. That, that's why I'm thinking. I just think I've just, got, I've just got a feeling Germany will really struggle and that'll be, um, they'll just go out. That's interesting. Um, I think we, we pretty much covered all the teams. Are you ready to move on? To the players? Yeah, I'm ready as ever. Brilliant. We'll be back. Stoke fan, who will who do you think will be the player of the tournament? Well, I'm afraid that it may well be as basic as, perhaps even more basic than my picture for winner, but they are in fact linked. And to be honest, I was struggling. I was struggling to think of players. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, and since I think that Portugal will win, I think that Cristiano is going to be the player of the tournament. Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he's going to have, even at 36 years of age, he's playing brilliant football. It's been a difficult season for Juventus, and I think he's looking for revenge. Uh, he's looking for that international trophy that he already has. He's looking for another one. And I think he's going to have a brilliant tournament and show that he's still one of the best on, of the world and one of, one of the best ever. Um, and not carry Portugal, not at all, but um, play a pivotal role in their victory. That is, that is very interesting. Um, with Ronaldo, because obviously he is... The only thing... Ronaldo, yeah, definitely. He's quite... I guess you could say the team is... He's quite self-centred. He's quite like he's like the main person in the team. Well, he has been in the past. So 
it is a, a very good shout if Portugal do win that he will get player of the season because also he just scores so many goals. It's quite crazy how many goals he's scored. Obviously, I think he's the most top. He's the he scored so many goals for Portugal. I saw a statistic and it was like hundred and four. Um, he's scored more goals than anybody without penalties, without goals outside the box, and without international friendlies. And his goal tally still beats any current player. Yeah, it's Quite the um, he's five to the total of all time. Uh, but on the other hand, your uh, your pick for player of the tournament, who do you think is going to be? So my player is also from who I think is going to win, and it's from Italy. And I'm going to go for Immo- Immobile. The I, I think I think we can hopefully try and pronounce it. it if it anybody Immo- knows how to pronounce it, please tell us. Like Immobile. I think Immobi. it is Immobile, but I think he will. He, I'm pretty sure he'll be on penalties as well, which kind of helps for scoring goals because obviously goals help win players the tournament. I think he also has been. He's had a really good season with Lazio once again. I don't think Lazio's. They haven't had as great a season as they had last season. They've still been good, and he's been good. And I feel like La- uh, Immobile, he'll run the line. He's he's the only really main striker they've got at the moment. He's, I think he's the biggest striker, so I think he'll play every game. I just think he'll score a lot of goals, go a lot of assists, and I think he'll do really well for Italy. And I think he will be one of the main driving forces for their European title. I think we've both made, in the context of our prediction for the winner, quite logical decisions. As you know, the the heart of or the focal point maybe of that team. But I would love to see a midfielder or a defender uh, or a goalkeeper. Be nice, yeah. Um, as as a as a guy who played in defence. Um, so moving on, then, do you think um Immobile will win the Golden Boot as well? I'm actually not thinking that. I'm thinking a different player, and that is a Kylian Mbappe. I feel like Mbappe, people either really rate him or think, oh, he's a bit overrated because he plays PSG. But I don't think people really... He just The sheer amount of goals he scored is just crazy. He just scores so many, and it's the same for France. He scored a lot last season. I think he'll score even more this this um, European Euros, and I think he'll do really well the top scorer because I think France will probably get in the final and they will be the opposing team to Italy who will eventually get beaten by Italy but that's why I think Mbappe they'll just score is free-flowing the attack they've got obviously they've got Griezmann to feed and balls Pogba in the midfield as well they've got brilliant creativity and I feel like Mbappe even without creativity can just score by himself he can just go on a run score score from distance he's brilliant and I think he's got about 37 goals and assists for PSG this season, which is a lot. And I've, a lot of them are goals as well. And I think he'll just shine in the French team and he'll just score a lot of goals like he has in the past. Yeah, Mbappe is just ridiculously good. Uh, he is he's crazy good. And the thing I like about Mbappe, and it's like, oh, Mbappe or Haaland, Mbappe or For me at the moment, just quickly, I do. the reason I would still say Mbappe now is because he's been doing it for three or four seasons. Perhaps maybe Very more than that, and he's consistently brilliant. Um, and uh, but he's not my pick for Golden Boots. My pick is the big man. He's I don't know he's six foot two, three, four, something. Romelu Lukaku. He's had a brilliant season. Um, I, I think that Belgium can progress a reasonable distance. 
Um, and I think he's going to bang the goals in. Uh, so, I mean, there's nothing more to it than that. He's, he's got uh, some uh, nice creative players around him. Lukaku and Kevin De Bruyne are linking up. I mean, there's going to be goals. <laughs> you do make a good point. Yeah, Lukaku is he's, he's also a very good, very good choice because obviously he's scored a lot in Inter Milan. Inter Milan has had a brilliant season. He's also had a brilliant season, like you just mentioned. And he actually, obviously, some players don't perform at international level. He does perform. He played really well, actually, for Belgium. I think definitely one of the best players. The only problem I have of maybe choosing Lukaku for me is that Belgium have a lot of players who can score goals. And I feel like the goals will be spread around this season. Some will come from midfield, the likes of Hazard and um, De Bruyne. They've also got other attackers, such as um, Mertens. He plays quite well for Belgium. They've got, what's he called? Um, uh, Carrasco also. I think I feel like the goals will be quite spread around for um, Belgium this season. So that's why I didn't tip him to get the golden boot. Yeah, it's, it's, that's fair enough. Um, just quickly, and why would you not pick Mbappe for player of the tournament? Just quick. Because I feel like he'll play well, he'll score a lot of goals. But I feel like Immobile might have a larger effect because obviously, play, so he played the season, it all, isn't always just about how many goals he scored or how many yeah. assists he's got. As we've seen this season with the Premier League, actually, it's quite, well, I, I, Let's not go into this debate. I don't. I don't really. <laughs> agree. I don't really agree with the Premier League Player of the Season awards, even though they are City players. I don't feel like they really deserved it compared to someone like Kane, who's had an amazing season. But it's an example that you don't have to score the most or assist the most to get the Player of the Season. I feel like Immobile just going to have good results. He's going to help the Italian team. He's going to get them to the trophy, and it is. I think I say it's quite. Um, Quite regular that the team who wins it normally yeah. has to play the season. So. Yeah, that's what that's I was thinking. thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking actually. Um, right, we've got two more individual predictions to go. Um, young player first up, who's your pick? So my pick is also from the Italian team. I've gone for I don't know much about him, but I've seen him play a couple of times, and it's um I don't honestly I don't know how to pronounce them. I think it's called Chisa. Yeah, uh, I think twenty-three, and he's a very good-looking winger. He's he's been, I think, started most games for Juventus this season. He's very creative. I feel like he'll probably get quite a lot of assists down the wing, and I think he will also start for Italy because right? I think Italy will be playing a three three in the front. They'll have uh, Insigne on one side and Chiesa on the other side, and he also does just about qualify into the young players twenty-three, which is the boundary. But I feel like also just with Italy winning it, he'll have an impact. He'll be part of the creativity for the team. He'll score. He'll play well. And I feel like he will get young player of the tournament. Yeah, I think um, I think he's had a great season. And to be honest, he's been one of the influential players in the season, which hasn't, hasn't been a great season by a long way. Um, and I, I can see the... Um, the Italy focus if they are to win and it may well pay dividends because we will, I'm sure, at least between us, perhaps even on the pod, quietly reflect on our quite possibly may turn out to be abysmal predictions. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> depends, depends how good they are, whether we'll make a review episode or not. <laughs> um, but my young player is... I wasn't sure about this. I thought about Havertz 
But then if Germany aren't going to go far, you're not going to get it. And I was, nobody sprung to mind, but I decided to settle for Mount, Mason Mount for England, because he's had a brilliant season. He'll be buzzing from that Champions League final win. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't mention that. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, sorry. Low blow, low blow. Sorry, sorry. I, I said it and then I didn't realise I just said no, it I'm and then I thought, we don't need to draw attention to that. So, um, uh, but he, he'll be, he's on good form, is what I'm trying to say. And um, I think that, I, I think he'll start. I think because he's, he is a more attacking midfielder, but he's not just attacking. He can work well overall in the midfield which is why I do believe that he'll be favoured by Southgate who isn't he's not the most attacking coach um, and he also does love Mason Mount exactly that's the meme uh, I, I did not this decision was absolutely not influenced by this absolutely not um, but and he's a, he's a brilliant player as well he's is he appreciated enough maybe maybe not but I think he's underrated yeah I think I think he is very talented. And yeah, you're saying he's an attacking field, but he's also can be quite central. And I feel like that is something the English team is lacking a bit. They have a lot of defenders and they also have a lot of attackers. They haven't got many just box-to-box midfielders, just just general, just regular playing, just centre mids, no no centre attacker midfielders, no CDMs, just centre mid and don't have much of that. So that's why... I do agree. I think Mount will will prob will probably play for England. So yeah. Chance. So well, that has buoyed me with confidence. Um. So, are you ready to move on to our last one? Yeah. So our last category, I guess you can say, is a flop of the tournament, and mine is quite interesting. Uh, but what about yours? Well, uh, mine is a bit of a well. I'll just say it. it's Benzema because. Coming into the squad after so long out of it is going to be difficult. Um, notwithstanding the fact that he has had a great season, he has. But it, it's going to be difficult to come back in. And he is now, unfortunately, injured as well, which isn't going to help his case. Um, but I don't... That, that attacking lineup from France is, is going to be excellent. And if he's not 100% fit, or if he's not performing, he's not going to get game time. And it will be regarded as a waste of time bringing him back. Um, so... That's what I can see happening, whether he's injured or whether he's not. I can't see him performing, really. That is, that is fair. Mine is, I think mine is quite different to yours. Yours is obviously an older player coming back. Mine is quite a fresh, I guess it's quite, he hasn't played much of Portugal. And I'm going for Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes has been, he's been amazing this season. I think we can all agree for United, he's played... He's so many goals, so many assists, and they're star player by far. But I feel like he won't work in the Portugal team. The Portugal team is quite centred around Ronaldo. And I feel like having another big name player, a big, like, a, obviously Bruno has been, like, the main man at um, United. I don't think he'll get that at Portugal. And I think he'll be quite quiet in the midfield. I think he'll, he might play a deeper role this um in the port in the Portugal side, and that's why I think he won't get many goals. I don't think he will get many assists, and I think it'll be he just won't perform very well. I can see what you mean, but did you see him against the team that admittedly hadn't qualified? But did you see him against Israel? He scored twice and assisted once or twice. 
No, I didn't see that. And that was that last night. It was last night, actually. But but I, I, I still think <laughs> I, just, I just don't think he's gonna perform. <laughs> no, but I, I still got a feeling that Bruno won't perform this. He won't be. I guess he probably will get, grab a goal or two, but he won't perform at the same level as he did for United this season. I think it'll be a drop down in um, performance scoreboard. And then I mean, he's only gonna score what half the amount of goals he would because he's not pens. <laughs> that is, you never know. It could be on pens. You know, it's it's an interesting one. I don't think he will be. But um, I think that just about wraps up our predictions. Um, I think there's a good mixture of safe bets and interesting. I think we've got a good chance of getting at least some match. At least one. <laughs> at least <laughs> between us. And we've made one, two, three, four, five, six, four, seven, three, eight, eight, nine. Between nine. 18 predictions, which are pretty much all different, I think, there's a good chance. Let's hope so. But I would oh. recommend that you yourselves, the listeners, keep track because you might not hear about them from us again. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our predictions episode for the Euros. And we're really glad to be back recording podcasts and we hope that we'll have some more on the way through the course of the Euros. So that being said, check us out on Instagram at the casual Fans podcast underscore. You can see Euro predictions on there. And we've got some interesting ones coming. And listen to us on all listening platforms that we are available because we've got hopefully much more coming up over the next few weeks so stay tuned